podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We all take on different roles every day. One minute you're a parent, the next a chef, or a driver. That's why the Volvo XC40 Recharge is designed to be as versatile as you are. It's fully electric and includes a 360-degree camera, Google built-in, and more. Contact your local retailer to learn more or visit volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC40 Recharge. For every you. Some equipment optional. Google is a trademark of Google LLC. Welcome to the Fight Your Plan podcast. Oh, we got real, we got all across the board there. We got a so, we got a hello, and we got a very distributed away from me. Yes, two games to talk about this week. Thank you very much uh, to the Premier League fixtures for that. Uh, and joining me is Amy Latter is back. Hello, Happy New Year. Hello, and Happy New Year to you. How are you? I'm okay. If I don't <laughs> think about football, I'm okay. <laughs> Completely agree. Jack Pierce is also here. Are you okay? Happy New Year to you as well, by the way. Oh no, hang on. Thank I've you. spoken to you before. No, I, don't think I so. saw you. We, I saw you. I, we had a beer. We, in... <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, sorry, thanks. Yeah. Is it really forgetting that? Meant, yeah, that bloody on. memorable. <laughs> Cheers. That, that was actually the best part of that was that the best part of Wednesday evening. night. Yeah. yeah, should never have left it. Um, yeah, I'm all right. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a good idea when you suggested that we waited until after the cup game to talk about the Spurs game because I thought mm. Southampton was so terrible. Like the odds were that we'd have something more positive to talk about, but no. <laughs> so let's go, listener. Let's go. How little you know, Palace Jack. Surely you'd know by now. Even on. have a hat with it on it. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, right, before we crack on with uh, discussing those games, shall we do a drum roll for a shout-out to a random patron? Yeah. It's Burgess Kev. Hey. Burgess Kev. Burgess Hello, Kev. Bur- um, yeah. I can assume that lives in Burgess. Bur- Burgess Hill. Bur- yeah. Oh, maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway. Hello, Burgess. Thanks for joining the patron. And you can do the same and get all the rewards like Burgess Kev does, including post-match pods to this week, extra content on the main pod, Patreon-only merchandise and access to the Discord Club at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash FYP podcast. Little shout-out for my solo show, February 9th. Tickets are selling, thankfully, uh, but there are still some available if you fancy a night of comedy that's football-related, lots of Palace content. Uh, it's the Thursday, the 9th of February, 6.30pm, Jim Daly Football and Fatherhood. Tickets are eight quid from angelcomedy.co.uk. And we're sponsored today by our friends at Eternity Home Finance. They're a family-run, palace-supporting mortgage advisors. And they're currently helping their customers keep their mortgages as cheap as possible in light of rising interest rates. For a free consultation, email info at eternityhomefinance.com and quote the code FYP. Uh, And uh, some more admin. There's been a fixture announcement, Jack. Palace are playing Man United, that rearranged game... Was that the one that was called off because of the Queen? That was the Queen, not the strikes. The, okay, yeah. It's now Wednesday the 18th, which is... Yes, kicking off in about 10 minutes, 10 minutes' time. 
Yeah. In fact, we better go. <laughs> yeah. And also, great, another midweek game for us to uh, cram into the pod schedule. So that's just... Fantastic. Do the, do the Premier League not think of these things? How dare they? I know. How dare they? It's an absolute joke. I can't believe it. I can believe it, but I can't believe it. Apparently, it's because they didn't want to announce it because of potential FA Cup replays. But it, 10 days notice for a Premier League fixture. I mean, it's just rubbish. Like, you feel like there could have been a heads up. Yeah, like an like indicator if, that... Yeah, yeah. exactly. If, yeah. Just, if results go this way, we could yeah. be playing on this date. Yeah. And, and we all knew the two clubs, you know, United played on Friday night. We played yesterday lunchtime. And it was clear that neither club had a replay, but they still didn't announce it until Sunday evening. Like, 11 days notice is still better than 10 days notice. But anyway... You know, I, I guess living living where I live on the coast, I'll probably still be home the most United fans that go, boom, got it in. See there you later. we go. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, right, let's talk about the football. Uh, Jack, a, a 4-2 win for Palace on 21s against Brighton. Yeah, um, that's great. That's the game everyone wants to talk about, isn't it? There's there's no other fixtures to talk about. Uh, but in all seriousness, that's another good win for the, for the 21s. 21s, 23s? I get so confused, but 21 yeah. The youngsters, the, the young ones. gentlemen, the young yeah. gentlemen. Yes. They're okay. second in the uh, league, aren't they, at the moment? They're doing yeah. okay. They were three well, up no, at half well, time. Not okay. Doing really well. Um, should we, I mean, should we yeah. just make this, turn this pod into a Palace Under 23s pod? <laughs> we could be more upbeat. We could yeah. do that. We actually more positive. That. We have had quite a few questions this week, or more comments from people saying that they're not going to listen because of the results. So. Yeah, maybe we'll just... Oh, it's nice to know the, the results aren't why they're listening. That's good. That's, I'll take that. It's heartwarming. <laughs> we should move on to those games. The 4-0 defeat to Spurs and then two on Saints in the Cup. Normally what happens when there's two games in the week, we end up sort of focusing on the most recent one. We should, though, focus on the Spurs game, Amy, because I believe, uh, well, it's very close to home, isn't it? It's very close to home. So, obviously, a lot of people will know, if they follow me on Twitter, my other half is a Tottenham fan. Um, so, it's a fixture that... Um, it makes or breaks us, put it that way. No, you know what? It's never. It's not too bad, given that we're not exactly rivals, are we? Like we're at different levels, different expectations. There's no, there's no hatred between us. However, it's very painful to be next to him when his team are winning four 0 and you're on the losing side. Um, yeah, I, I don't don't know what else to say about that game. <laughs> it's just when there's at half time, you feel quite positive, don't you? You think this is this isn't too bad. Could have taken some chances, but, you know, we're a bit second-half FC, but so are they. And, uh, yeah, as soon as Tottenham score, they're like a different team. That's so, the... And so were we. That was the problem. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I... Saints game's slightly different, but after the Spurs game, I genuinely, and I know it's really weird for a 4-0, I genuinely wasn't that upset because I felt like we really did play well in the first half. And as you say in the second mm. half, Amy, it was a case of, I mean, Harry Kane scores those two goals. Arguably, maybe not great defending. But the second one's an absolutely world-class finish into the bottom corner. And that's the difference. Yeah. We, we, they've got a, stri- a world-class striker that can do that, and we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Because I often, again, having my other half of Tottenham fan, we obviously go back and forth and talk about how each other are doing. And what I've gathered is we're quite similar at a very different level. Like, both... We, we, we both... Don't turn, tend to turn up in the first half. It both tend to have good second halves. Well, historically, maybe, not recently. Um, but you know what I'm saying? We're both lacking. Yeah. But as you said, the difference is they've got Harry Kane. So they can take a game by the scruff of the neck, turn it around as they keep doing. They keep turning around 2-0 deficits, don't they? And with you, I think, I agree with you, I'm not too 
upset about that result now. I was fuming at first. I was. I just think 4-0 is just, it's a bit of a cut. It's a collapse, isn't it? It's, it's especially being 0-0 at half time. Um, but yeah, a bit of perspective. A world-class striker turned up. And I guess at 2-0, we, we tried to go for it because what else could we do? And then we just got battered in the end. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. I was fuming, but I did calm down quite quite quickly. <laughs> You've got more reason than the rest of us, I think, to, to, to be fuming. But um, it was, I guess 4-0 is a collapse, Jack. And actually, I was thinking after the game, is that the, is that the worst home defeat I've witnessed as a Palace fan? Because I wasn't at the Sunderland game. I wasn't at the Scunthorpe game. And those, I know those are the ones everyone references. Obviously, none of us were at the Liverpool game, the 7-0 a couple of years ago, thank God. I think that might be the heaviest <laughs> home defeat. I can't think of any other heavier home defeats. So, that, yeah, that might be it. Uh, yeah, not off the top of my head. Um, any fives? No. I can't think of any fives. We're probably missing one. Probably listeners are screaming at probably, us. But yeah, I just felt... I, I just thought the goals. I'd have no issue of losing at Spurs, losing at home to Spurs. Like let's let's be realistic, and I'm sure most listeners would take a point at home to Spurs most seasons. And, and we're off the back of last year, having seen them off quite comfortably, three and zero, and a really good performance. But I just thought the second half in particular was just so soft from us. I just didn't see any fight. I didn't see any kind of organisation. Um, not much desire, and I just found the goals. But as as the goals went in, they got worse. I mean, the fourth goal was an absolute joke. I don't really know what on earth is happening there. Um, and in fact, I was being moaned at by my cousin at the same time about the third goal. So I was being distracted um, at, at that point. But just really, so just the performance didn't, uh, again, the issue, the result, whatever. By the time I'd got to Nord Clock Tower, talking it through, I wasn't really that fussed. But what kind of stayed with me for the rest of last week up until yesterday was just that that team currently is lacking confidence, fight and a bit of organisation, particularly when the chips are down. And then that's kind of been rammed home by by the result yesterday. But focusing on 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 Wednesday night, the second half was, was really soft, but there were positives in the first half. Mm. I guess the big moment was Jordan Ayew not passing to Michael Elise, which at the time I felt Jordan Ayew was well within his rights to have the shot because it looked like a, a good effort at the time, but I hadn't quite realised how much space Michael Elise is in. Um, and I think he's onside. I haven't seen all the angles, but I think he's onside. And you'd think with um, with Michael's technical ability, if he's kind of slid in there, it's it's one nil to Palace. But it wasn't to be. And the second half, yeah, we collapsed like a pack of cards. To be on House of House of Cards, pack of pack of cards don't collapse, do they? Pack of cards is already kind of a <laughs> so unit. Yeah, House, yeah. House of Cards. House Quite of solid, cards. Actually, you want to be a pack of cards. Quite, so you want to be a pack of cards. Yeah. yeah. No, if you collapse like a pack of cards, you've done a really good job. But uh, no, collapse like a House of Cards, and uh, it was really disappointing. Hoping for a response yesterday. I think the manager was hoping for a response, given that most of that lineup from Wednesday stayed in the team for yesterday. And uh, yeah, it, it didn't quite happen. So plenty, plenty to analyse. Well, the thing is, Amy, you sort of alluded to it there with the Spurs and Palace similarities. That that the halftime turnarounds seem to have disappeared a little bit. We were previously, a, you know, a slow starting, great second half team. Now we appear to be a okay starting falling apart team in the second half. We've had a question, actually, from one of our listeners from PC Wires, one of our regulars, hello, PC, um, who says, what goes on in the dressing room at halftime to prompt these second half collapses? It is a weird trend, isn't it? And I'm just thinking as I'm saying that, the, the Vieira uh, reign so far does seem to have had some of these trends, doesn't it? If you, if you maybe take the previous one that was slow first half, now better second half, now it's the other way around. Is this, is this a, a worrying trend or do you think it's just... It's just a phase. Yeah, 
you think, you, you hope it's just a phase. Going back to the Spurs result, I think off, because it was off the back of the Fulham result, it's it makes it that much harder to take. I think if it was a standalone collapse, you'd think, fair enough. And then you can cling on to more positives and think, well, okay, Fulham, it was nine men. Not that we were great with 11, but, yeah. it, you know, it was still nil-nil. Um, it's, it seems like a, a slightly worrying trend. I think it's just the fact, it feels like we don't know what to do when it goes bad. It feels like we're not too sure on how to change a game and take it by the scruff of the neck um, anymore. And it still feels like we still don't really know where our starting 11 is. Still, just still, it's just, I don't know the right word for it. It's just, we don't really know what we're doing, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's hard hard to say. I don't want to be too, I was very downbeat yesterday, actually. And I I even started thinking about relegation. And that's unlike me. I'm usually pretty positive, um, positive, positive, positive. But that's crept into my head now. Um, because you just think it's it's hard to see where a point's going to come from in the next few fixtures, and then you yeah. put pressure on yourselves. You know, at the moment the points are okay, but if the next few games don't go too well, we could slide, and then you've got pressure. And then how you just mentioned earlier, I, I'm worried about this team and a dogfight. I'm worried about a relegation battle with the players we have at the moment. So I think that's the concern. Yeah, agreed. That, I mean, it has agreed. Mass- that last point, I think so many Palace fans are thinking that same thing. Like, where yeah. is that leader? Where is that fight? Um, yeah, they've got to like, they've got to stand up in the next few games. And you know, maybe United being chucked in at this late notice is a good thing to give us another fixture. On the flip of it, they could see out there. You know, United just coming into form. That could be another result at home in front of the fans that could well have seen three quite comprehensive defeats in the space of, of three weeks, that's going to be a, a tough stretch for us and could fans start to turn? I don't know. I don't know. Because this team hasn't actually really been tested in terms of a relegation dogfight because, you know, last season didn't really get near it. Like, actually, it was... Fair. In fact, last season, I've said this to so many people, I think it was the most relaxed I've been as a Palace fan possibly ever. It was a really fun, enjoyable yeah. season. I never felt worried about anything. I always felt confident they would come from behind in games. There were so many games when, when they did and... Uh, that seems to have disappeared, and I don't really know why that is, and maybe that's a slight worry. And is that on the management? I guess so. I guess that is the manager's job to turn that stuff around in games. Um, and as Amy says, he d- I, I worry he doesn't maybe doesn't know his lineup. He seems to be really committed to certain players, and I'm sure yeah. certain names will come up in a bit. Um, and people will be thinking of the same names listening now. Um, but maybe when it's not working, isn't quite sure about how to fix that. Let, we'll come on to that. We've got plenty of questions about that in part two. Let, let's analyse the Saints game, Jack, and let's go on to that. Because, again, it, it was another game where Palace started really brightly. And a friend of mine, Paul, was doing commentary for uh, Five Live. And he was saying, I couldn't, after the game, said, I couldn't believe you guys went out of sight within the first half an hour. And we really, well, we did start strongly and scored the goal through Edward. But, again, we let Saints back into it. But was this game in particular down to some horrendous errors, in particular from our normally very reliable goalkeeper. You can't avoid the fact that two goals should not be conceded. Like, both goals are shockers. Um, yeah. There's not much more to add to the goals. The first the first goal, I, I kind of get the, the windy conditions, but even more so, you've just got to know the conditions are 
not in your favour and, and therefore needs some decisive defending. I don't know what Joe Ward's doing, whether he mistimes his jump or whether he decides to duck under it um, or whether Vinny um, doesn't communicate clearly enough. I don't know. And then the second one, yeah, I mean, it does happen, but it stinks. It's it's not good. Um, my question about, not, and this isn't any claim that Vicente should not be our number one, but the third round of a cup tie, and it's become fairly ordinary now for the number two to get minutes. And I, I just wonder whether Sam Johnston should have got some minutes yesterday beforehand. And now it's just compounded the pressure on Vinny. It just seems a bit of a, of a weird move. Add to the fact that Jack Butler has been let go. Um, wish him all the best, but he's been let go. So the, all of a sudden there's a bit of pressure on Vinny and it's, um, it's odd to be talking about because he's been such a reliable performer for us since he's joined. But yeah, both goals are shockers. Um, I'm sure Selzy could add more to it than that, but I, uh, I would classify them both as shockers. Yeah, and, and talking about pressure on keeper is a bad time to put pressure on him because now he now Vieira's got a decision to do you drop him against Chelsea? Do you stick with him from a confidence perspective? It's a, now that's a really tough decision where it would have been quite easy, to, as you say, to use your second choice in the third round of the cup. Um, but who knows? Because think, when when does he bring him in now? When does Johnston no, get exactly. a chance? Because it's now only league games between now and the end of the season, so. Yeah, it, it's um, it's a bizarre one. Yeah, it, it's it, it, for it was, two mistakes of that to, for two mistakes of that gravitas in the same game. It really highlights his errors because there's two of them. You know, De Gea made the, De Gea made a shocker against Everton on on yeah. Friday night, but they won. So yeah. I guess they'll talk about it, but it won't be talked about if that makes sense. Well, and Allison made a, made a made a shocker against Wolves as well. Yeah, about to say um, Allison's done it. It was a weekend of keeper shockers, really, wasn't it? So I guess it was the weekend to do it. But I think the reason it's so shocking is because he just doesn't do it very often. He's normally yeah. really solid. And the Sheffield United one, we threw it in the back of his own net a couple of years ago. I'm sure there's more, but I can't really think of any others. because was three he years been, ago. Yeah, he's been pretty yeah. reliable and he doesn't really do this. So I guess maybe that's why it's such a shock. You're just not used to him making errors of that. I, I know his distribution is not, is probably his weakest element. And we talked about that before. And that's an area of his game where he has... He sliced a few, before, you know, there's the Brighton goal a couple of years ago that he wasn't solely at fault for that, but, you know, it's not a great clearance. But this is a, this is a particularly galling mistake and, it, and, it, and it's really, really punishable. It did, the, the first one in particular, I, I sensed, uh, I, I wasn't at the match yesterday, but I sensed that it did alter the game in that Southampton got a foothold in the game that they didn't have before that. And it's, give, it's gifted them a goal. And it, you know, it's, it's a bit of a... A cheap shot at Southampton, but Ward Prowse set pieces are pretty much all they get. You just don't expect them to be from, you know, fifty yards from the actual goal line. He's, it's miles out. It's, it's absolute from in terms of yardage. It's it's so far to the left on the on the sideline that directly it shouldn't pose any threat. And no Southampton player had made any decent enough run to to threaten the goal. So really disappointing goal to concede and and gave them something into half time. And that Southampton team is probably lacking confidence more so than any team. Across the ninety-two at the moment, so well, it was two team, two teams that needed a result. Both teams needed a result, really, for confidence. And, and Saints got it. And actually, it was a, it was a bad thirty seconds for Joel because it was him that gave away the foul for the free kick. It yeah. was a silly little trip, and then obviously he misjudged it as well. How much that played on Guaita, I don't know. What do you think, Amy? I think the keeper's probably still got to be claiming that, despite a, a, a duck from Joel. Yeah, I, I had I have to say I was I felt a bit sympathetic for for him with the first goal. I did. I I put my blame more so on Joel Ward personally, um, but we don't know what was. Sh- we don't know whether he was shouting at what. That what conversation happened in that in that set piece. So 
who knows? But for me, I was quite protective of him. And then the second goal happened and I was like, for God's sake, you've let me down. <laughs> I've just spent, you know, my time defending you. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, Keeper had a terrible day, didn't he? Bless him. And as you say, it's so hard to criticise. I hate criticising. I hate criticising any Perth player, actually, but it's particularly him and Joel Ward. I find it quite hard to 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 criticise those two because they're such, you know, hard workers and good players for us, generally speaking. Um, so it's tough. But um, my one positive I'll take from the Saints, from the yesterday, because let's try and make something positive. And it's a, it, I'm, I'm clutching here. And I, and, and, and in defence of like Joel Ward and them getting all the blame, that you know we didn't do enough the other end either. You know it's still very well playing well, playing well. We have to score at the end of the day. That's what matters. They need to take a little bit of the brunt. And also, if they were two monumental f ups. Let's be honest. It's not as if we made Southampton look like Barcelona, mm-hmm. which we have been guilty of in the past you know, turning up and making teams out of form look absolutely yeah. brilliant. They didn't look good. We gifted them that win. Amy, so is, your, somehow, is your positive? But isn't that somehow positive? We didn't make them look... Is, is, it's like... It's a, is your positive how, that we I'm don't reaching, score? This is what I mean. I'm reaching, I'm reaching for something positive. At least we didn't make them look good. We literally just yeah. two big errors costed yeah. we us. gave them goals. No, I see, I see what you mean. We, we weren't it, walked all over. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I... Understand it, and then your point about the chances. I mean, the Jordan Ayew one. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. he's got to score that. Like, there's absolutely. I know he's on the stretch, but a professional footballer has to has to score that. And, um, and was there a yeah, pass that, for that Will? Goes, that goes was two a, nil. Was there a pass for Will for the start of the second half or something? I, I was queuing for a hot chocolate, which took absolutely ages. And then when I got it, was one of the worst <laughs> hot chocolates I've ever had in my entire life. Jim Daly Bingo. Work. Jim Daly Bingo. <laughs> um, someone didn't pass to Will for something. Played Will for in the start of the second half. Is that right? Did I miss that? No. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe Rob's lying. I'm, I'm, well, <laughs> maybe, sure Rob, maybe I was snoozing as well. Rob is the bastion of truth, so I'm, I'm sure maybe, he was. Maybe he was. Maybe Rob was reaching as well. Um, <laughs> just well, just I, cre- yeah. creating chances in his head. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I mean, I I totally get the point that it is two f ups, and actually on another day, you know, we could win that one nil, or Jordan scores it's two nil, and it's a different it's a different game. But can, those other can, margins we're talking about. But, yeah. We, we, we seem to be saying that a lot recently, and that's yeah. my concern overall, is mm-hmm. that it's always, well, another day we would have scored, another day we would have worked. It's like, we can't keep saying that. How many times, you know, you, you can't all just be down to bad luck now. Yeah, I'll offer my positive, and I thought this before the game, that would losing be that bad a result, given the potential pressures that we face for the rest of the season in terms of our league form? Maybe the lack of fixture congestion... With with potential replays and, and the like, moving forward might give Vieira the 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 space to to use his squad wisely. I don't know. That that's you never want a lot. You never want to lose. But if there's a positive to take, it's that it's yeah. uh, it's. I, yeah, it's I think that's a positive. That. But at the same time, it's quite sad because I I thought we was in a place where we didn't have to think about relegation. I know. Yeah. yeah. And I thought you know our season would be how far up the table can we finish and can we do a little cup run. And now it seems reverted back to, I don't know if we've been a bit dramatic thinking about survival. I think it really depends on the next kind of how we deal with these tough fixtures because a few more losses and a couple, you know, the teams below us picking up a couple of wins and that table switches yeah. fast. I think, it, you, it, I think you always have to, don't you, in a team in our position. I think you're always looking over your shoulder. It's just a shame because last season was so relaxing that we're, we're back here quickly yeah. again. 
It felt like yeah. maybe we were going to get a few well, years maybe, off from Maybe that. it was a bit boring. Maybe we needed this. <laughs> we just need the drama. We're just, we're just we love like the drama. Obsessed with drama. <laughs> we are, aren't we? We're, we love drama at Palace, so maybe that's what we need to it do. Does, um, it, does in, it does enshrine the beauty of a good cup run, so it just kind of glamorises and glorifies last year's run to the semi-final. So, um, yeah. you know, in, emboldens the memories that we made last year. There's your positive. There we go. Think about, think about is, the past. Yes, stuck in the past. As the pod's <laughs> going to get today, I think, because we've got loads more questions coming up. As you can imagine, none of them are positive. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with those questions in a minute. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome back to the Pumping Plan Podcast. Whee! Sponsored by Eternity Home Finance, who are currently helping their customers keep their mortgages as cheap as possible in light of rising interest rates. For a free consultation, email info at eternityhomefinance.com and quote the code FYP. Uh, final question on the Saints game before we go to listeners' questions uh, is... Amy, did I make up that there was a... Because I've already, already made up one chance to start the second half. That there was a foul on Wilf late on as he burst in the box that felt like a penalty. Rob was getting messages saying that he was tripped from Twitter, I'm guessing. It looked like it had gone to VAR and then nothing sort of happened and the ref waved play on. Should that have been a penalty? Yeah. I felt like it should have been. I felt like it was. it's one of those ones, anywhere else in the pitch, it's probably given as a foul that may be a bit too soft. For, for for a penalty. It's it's one of those that probably could have gone either way. But it just felt like the way the day went yesterday, as soon as it happened, you kind of knew it wasn't going to be given. It was it was that kind of and that's probably why you're not that aware of it, because I think everyone just accepted defeat by that stage. But no, I think if I think that's a foul. I think so. Good. Okay, cool. Honestly, that's just a relief for me that I wasn't making up more chances. So that's yeah. Jim, Jim, I know, I know, I didn't go yesterday. Did you go? Like, what's what's going on? I here? might have been. That might be my second hot chocolate. Actually, I might have been going. Back <laughs> the first the one was so like, bad you couldn't help another one. Yeah, yeah. can't be to bad be again. Honest, being a quite an being a prolific armchair fan these days, you, you, you miss a lot of the games. In fact, when you're at home, you're far more covered. Yeah. We well, get replays. You get replays. You get stuff, replays, so, yeah. and you've got Twitter. Good, and... hot, good hot chocolate. I mean, honestly, <laughs> just being at home is so much better. No, uh, you're right. You do. There's a lot of distractions. Um, does, obviously, it does not beat the atmosphere of actually being at a game, but you 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 see more at and, home. And actually, I've got a positive. I've got a positive actually to add to you guys for part one. The crowd. There was a big crowd yesterday. Oh uh, yes, yeah, it was yesterday, wasn't it? For, for a cup tie. Yeah, yeah, it was. It yeah. was a decent turnout actually. 
for a third town round cup tie against a pretty bad team. So I guess that was, and the atmosphere was pretty, you know, it wasn't, it was flatter than it would normally be. I think it was cold and it's FA Cup and Palace weren't very good. But actually, it was, <laughs> it was okay, wasn't it? Like, after, that's, that, that's a positive, surely. Yeah, and it's just such a shame that the result couldn't reflect that because everyone was a bit let down by the end of the day, weren't they, and wet. Yeah, they were. But yeah, uh, no, the turnout was good. It's positive that the support is still there. It's for now. <laughs> can, uh, uh, Jim, shout out to uh, Alfred Street, who perhaps was the best performer in a Palace show yesterday on the, on the pitch. So, yep. very true. What was the story there? He uh, mascot Ended up on the pitch at half time. Yeah, well, yeah come on, doing the yeah, doing the photo. Yeah, so maybe, maybe uh, I actually, I mean, um, I actually think Palace's best goalkeeper was the kid who was in the half time challenge. <laughs> <laughs> who saved every penalty from the away fans. And Griot's keep going, do another one, do another one. Save, save, save. He was absolutely relentless. So maybe he'll start next game. Was that not um, actually Joe, Whit- Joe Whitworth getting minutes? Is that what <laughs> it that was? might have been. I have no idea what he looks like, so it could, could well have been. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, Goalkeepers, they get younger. They get younger they every, every year. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, so we've got a lot of questions about where we are in general. Or, or maybe the reactions to this, because Amy, you said the dreaded R word earlier, and I think a lot of people are, mm-hmm. are worrying about that. So I'm going to run you guys through a couple of questions from, from people that I've labelled midlife crisis. So the first one is from I Say Eze is a Vibe. Hello, Eze. Hello, I Say. He says, um, is, is this the midlife crisis moment of the Premier League run? It seems because we've had high expectations coming in, haven't delivered. It feels more negative than usual. After all, staying in the Premier League with who we had was a point of pride because we never stayed a second season before this spell. We are 10 years in now. Uh, Matthew Foote says, are we the new Stoke? Spent 10 years in the Prem, don't really do anything other than stay up and eventually go back down again. Squad is in desperate need of new players. Chrissy Boy 73 says something similar about apathy. Is the apathy setting in now? And Pete Coombs says over 10 years of growth. So the academy is great and maybe stayed in development, but otherwise, what have we got to show for it? Amy, where would you sit in that? Do you feel like it's midlife crisis moment or do you, are we becoming the new Stoke? Do you understand where the, these guys are coming from? Yeah, absolutely. I understand where people come from. I, I've always been very, very balanced on my opinion of expectation. Um, I have my moments, like I definitely have this weekend, where I've, you know, thrown the toys out the pram a little bit um, and, you know, you start thinking about the R word. I think in general, and it's not that we shouldn't have ambition, but I think we should have a bit of perspective of who we are, the size of the club. It's very hard to push on. And when I when I hear screams of, we should be doing this, we should be doing that, it's, well, what, what really do you expect? I don't think we have the, the, the funds, the owners to be this stable. It feels like some people expect us to be this top 10, maybe top 18 by now. And I'm not sure that's very realistic. However, I don't expect... If we do end up tumbling into a relegation battle, I would be shocked at that and I would be disappointed in that. Um, See, it's very difficult for me. It's difficult for me to answer what ambition should look like for us. To me, I still feel like we're a mid... We should be a mid-table team um, and just working on on a bit more of the foundations to be able to push on at any kind of dream of finishing in a Europe place. And, you know, with, with a team like Newcastle now and where the position they're in, it's even harder. That's another place taken. Let's be realistic. It's now, it's going to be a top seven, isn't it? 
um, and that just pushes us down the hierarchy even further. So it's difficult. I think I think age. I don't like calling out young fans. That's unfair. But to be fair to them, they only know us in the Premier League to a certain extent. My nephew yeah. certainly does. He doesn't understand that we can get relegated and that there's the championship. So for them, I feel like they're the ones that expect more sometimes. It's not just the youngsters. I've seen plenty of people older than me that expect more too. But it's 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 weird because we've been here such a long time now. There are fans that don't know any different. So you can understand from their perspective, well, where are we going? So um, it's difficult for me. I, I, just, I, just, I didn't expect to be thinking about relegation this season. So that's my only disappointment. Um, but 11th to 14th is my reality for us still. Yeah, I completely understand that. I, I think I feel the same way. Maybe it is an age thing. But I, to be honest, Jack, I, I remember Stoke, the whole Stoke thing, and they were in there for a while, and then they tried to do something different and didn't work. I remember, We all remember Charlton as well, of course, back in whenever that was, Who? early 2000s. Who? <laughs> Who? I don't know. Who are you talking about? <laughs> some oh. low-league low team. Um, Playing the Kent Isthmian League, don't they, or something? Just never heard of them. But I do understand... I think the Premier League is getting harder and harder to actually, you know, we've all seen teams come up and, and do really well and push into that Europe or top, or top six or whatever. But I think it's getting harder and harder because of the money. And we've talked about investment before and, and that gap is getting wider. But I do understand fans thinking, well, like, what's the point in a way if we are just sticking around and doing, is it fun? Is it entertaining? Steve Burr here, one of our listeners. Hey, Steve. Has said, in all honesty, I'm not being dramatic. But where on earth do we go from here? Lovely little reveal there, Steve, being very dramatic indeed. So I do understand where fans come from. Where, where are you on the sort of this sort of spectrum? I think it's a day later after the Southampton game. Ultimately, the Southampton game won't define our season because the end of the season we're based on our league position. So take the Southampton game away. We are still relatively comfortable in, in the league. But Amy made the point earlier that we are, especially going to this run of fixtures, only a few bad results and a few good results for other clubs below us to, you know, start to feel the heat a bit more. So I'm I'm not that concerned about relegation this season right now, but I'm more concerned than I was before the Fulham game. But that's just the nature of being a football fan. It takes a couple of results and your mind changes completely. I guess in the, the kind of broader sense, I think there's a sense that we've spent a lot of money last summer, and we did, relatively speaking, we spent a lot of money but there was a chart out last week, uh, I think last week, over the last three to five seasons, we are very much the bottom club in the Premier League, including the clubs that have come up, gone back down, only had one or season or two seasons in the league. In terms of the spending, I think it's net spending, we are still right at the bottom in terms of what we've spent. So you had Vieira's first window, Gaye, um, you know, Elise, then we've supplemented that with Decore, Eze beforehand. But compared to other clubs, that is peanuts. You know, spending £20 million on one player per summer, as was the case with Decore this summer. I know we also picked up Chris Richards for, you know, a fee of 10 to £15 million as well. Um, Who? <laughs> well, again, there's another... Like, where was he yesterday? Like, why is he not getting minutes? It's probably a result of the Spurs game that he needs to keep his first teamers in to try and get them back into some form again. But yes, they really would have been ideal for Chris Richards to get 90 minutes. But anyway, different different question. Um, so I think perhaps expectations sometimes swayed by that big window that we had under Vieira in the first one, added to with Connor coming in on the season-long loan, which made everything just feel a lot better. But actually, I mean, 
I'm with Amy. Like mid table is is where we really should be. I think the the kind of scare that's going through the Palace fan base at the moment is probably exacerbated somewhat by how well Brighton and Brentford are doing at the moment. With you know similarly mid or similar kind of size clubs, um, this kind of similar journeys of their story. But Brentford are only in their third year in the Premier League, and you know they're currently in a really good place because they've just beaten Liverpool and. You know they've they've had a good season up to now, comfortably in the top half. But they're only a few results away from from us chasing them or dropping below us. But I just think there's a feeling of well, why aren't we doing what Brentford are doing? Why aren't we doing what Brighton are doing? You know, McAllister cost eight million. Now he's worth a hundred. All this kind of chat just makes you feel as your own club's not in the greatest place. You just start to panic a little bit. But I don't feel massively different to where I was at the start of the season. Um, and and yeah, I think this summer is is a big one. I think um, there, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. Otherwise, I think you will gradually, gradually, gradually lose the value of that great window that we had last summer, or the summer before last. The 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 value of that window will be lost if we don't supplement over time. And and that's that's true. No more than in midfield because the midfield looks like an absolute wreck at the moment. There's there's there, there's not mid, there's not a midfield. So, yeah, there's a lot of work to be done, but I'm not particularly worried about where we are and what we are. And the reason why, you know, what's next is we keep on going because that's what you do as a football fan. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we're, if we're relegated, we'll be there next season. We'll be watching us at home to to whoever. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's my answer to that question. I know it's different for lots of people, but we'll still be following the club because that's what we've done. Of course. And the Brentford thing is interesting because... Um, We've been there where Brentford are. We've had our spells in the last 10 years. We've had, we've, we've been punching above our weight. You know, so the first few months on the party were brilliant. That, the, the first half of that other season when we were top, at, you know, top five at Christmas. We've, we've been there, but actually the success to a club of our size is longevity rather than peaks and troughs. You know, Brentford could easily go down the next couple of years. They'd love to be in the Premier League for 10 years, you know, and the, the, these are essentially the glory days of being a Palace fan. And I know, like, the ceiling isn't as high as it would be for other clubs or bigger clubs, but th- th- these really are the times in, you know, when my when my daughter grows up in ten years' time, she'll be asking me about twenty twenty two and about Vieira, you know, yeah. and about Sir Wilfred Zaha. You know, these are the times <laughs> when she these are the glory days. But but it's I understand it's frustrating when you feel like you, I guess it feels like we've taken one step forward, two steps back. Maybe I'll tell you what, though, midlife crisis suggests that we're only midway through. So if you told me yeah. 10 years ago, we're going to have 20 years in a row in the Premier League, I'll oh, take yeah. it right then. So, <laughs> yeah. Well said. Let's, let's well look forward said. to the next 10 years. I was going to call this week either midlife crisis or the R word, but I don't know. Right, I don't know. We'll see. Probably <laughs> midlife crisis, actually. Um, look, we've had a few questions about... It's certainly a, a mid-season, it's certainly a mid-season crisis. Let's call it that. Mid-season, OK. That's, that's, that's exactly that's what it is. But a few questions. I think, listening to both of you for the last half an hour, I think I know exactly where you stand on this, but a few questions that I'm going to have to put to you because people are talking about it. From the Cafe Ipatufo account. Hey, uh, best Ola, name. Ola, Cafe. See you soon. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, waiting um, for that invite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on. FYP on tour. Um, and Sean Moore, 68. Hey, Hello, Sean. Sean. They both say, well, Cap- Cafe says, is it time to back or sack Vieira? He's put back hopefully in brackets, so we know where he stands on that. Uh, Sean Moore, is it time to change the manager? We seem to be going backwards as a team. And then a slight... Okay, well, one word answer then. Go on then, Jack. No. For that last one, no. I think it'd be crazy. Amy? Back. 
Back. Thank back. you. Okay. For a second, I was like, "Hang on, what?" No, I think I say yes <laughs> or no. But yeah, I'm sorry. In the back or stack? Back. Yeah, yeah, back. <laughs> oh god. Okay. That's <laughs> that's the title we're not giving the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, it depends. It depends how the next few weeks go. But yeah. yeah true. Okay. <clears throat> that's taking a turn. Um, and then David M. Fraser. I've I've lumped this in with it slightly different. Amy, I come to you first. Hey, David. Put, um, hi, David. Sorry. Is this Vieira's lowest point as Palace boss? Yeah, I guess in a sense of it's a bad, bad run, isn't it? And it's it's the, probably the amount of goals conceded recently at home. It's it, I probably assume this is a bad time for him, especially when you think of the comments made about, you know, we need to strengthen the squad and then Parrish saying, oh, we're OK, and that kind of back and forth. He's probably, yeah, he's probably feeling this probably is his lowest point, I would say. But I don't think it's sackable or crisis point at this stage at all nowhere near a bit like Potter with Chelsea you know if we're if we're calling this a transition and a rebuild unfortunately it doesn't happen overnight um and going back a stage just slightly to what we talked about previously with that really good window but for it to be a rebuild we need to build on that rebuild yeah. it can't just be one window and then you stop to progress you have to keep adding you have to keep going um, so yeah, it's a low point for Vieira, but I don't think it's crisis. Yeah, you're right about the windows. Unfortunately, in the Premier League, the pressure is that every window has to be good, or or every window has to be at least a yeah. sort of eight, seven, or eight out of ten. Uh, recruitment is so important, and you have to be almost nailing it every time. And Palace had done for, for you know for at least that window, uh, but they've got to keep they've got to keep doing it. Um, Jack, do you think it's his lowest point? And I'd add a slight caveat in that, in my opinion, every time Vieira has had a low point, he seems to have this knack of pulling out results when they're needed. Obviously, at the moment, a result is needed. But I would say over the last 18 months, every time it has got sticky, he seems to have managed to turn it around. So I guess that he's got that in his corner. I'd agree with that. I think every time he's had questions, he's typically answered them. Um, I guess my concern about the kind of back or sack thing is... They need to back him, otherwise I think there will be a question in the not-too-distant future of whether they will need to sack him because results are not going to improve unless something changes and that something may well be some additions to the squad. So if if they don't back him, they could be making themselves, or making a rod for their own backs in making a very difficult decision. And I think that would go against everything that the club would want to do. I think ideally the club would continue to back him, but if that threat of relegation increases as we've seen with every other club that gets into this position, if should we follow suit, then, yeah, they, they will be faced with a challenge. But they have an opportunity right now to contribute to not having to make that decision. So, yeah, that that would be, from my theory, it's not it's not currently back or sack, but it's, it's kind of back to prevent the risk of the sack. I'm really careful over my words right now because it's <laughs> such a risk. But, um, yeah, I trust Vieira to have the tools to change it, but I think he needs some support. In, in this in this window because I just don't think I think it's so evident there are such gaps in the squad yeah. that it would almost be negligent to, to say to Vieira come the 31st of January now what you had on the 1st of January is absolutely fine go ahead because you know it, it quite clearly looks as though it's not enough for him right now so that, that's where I'm at with it Well shall we quickly then talk about uh, it is January you know how much I hate talking about transfers but we are literally in the middle Tis of the season so. Tis, Tis the, the season, season quite um, really quickly, David Kent. Hello, David. Has hey, said, David. Uh, baked beans on a full English, yes or no? Obviously, yes. Obviously. No, I'm a no. I'm a no. Get the moisture from ketchup. That's, that's my... Oh, no. Yeah. You, 
No, you can What? It's different. I'm, I'm, a, I'm really weird about, oh like, like, lukewarm beans. I just... Beans have got to be piping. I think there's so much on a plate with a full English that, that, that they can well. lose their heat. Yeah, okay, that is a fair point, actually. Anyway, I and that's think, what you get patrons this week. I don't that's think they expected that to be as in depth, actually. But there you go. Um, <laughs> on investment, Andy Camru. Hey, Andy. Hi, Andy. Great name. Will loan signings be enough to see us survive relegation? There are some been some hints from the club that that is the route they're going down. This seems to be the limit of our ambitions and the limit of our available finances. Um, and then John Dodds, hello Dodsey, has put a question. It's a really unfair question, but I'm going to put it to you both. If Cheers. you could keep, oh, sorry, if you could keep one of Ward, Klein, Ayu, Luca, Hughes, and Schlupp, who would it be and why? Or oh, two horrible questions. Amy, I'll put them both to you. Loan signings enough, and then you've got to pick one of those players to keep. I think loan signings might have to be enough. I don't. I think there's too much expectation on in this window. January is not a good window for buying. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's the desperation window. So if you want to buy someone. The selling clubs within their right to be, okay, you pay up. And we're not the kind of club that can just splurge, even if we are, you know, desperate. If there's a good deal, then great, I'd like to see us buy someone. But I think realistically, we're looking at loans. And I think, yeah, loans will be enough. If we could get Gallagher back, I honestly think that could be enough. Ding, ding, ding. You know, it's it's obviously (laughs) midfield is the, 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 the major issue here. And was last season so positive because of Gallagher? Maybe he was more important to us than Big a lot factor. of people realise. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Lo- loans, loans are enough. And then, yes. and then, and then, okay. And then, and Jack, I'll come to you in a minute uh, for the same question. Ward Klein, are Ooh. you Luca, Hughes, or Slup? I mean, I think we know who it won't be, but who would? What's the one you would keep? Oh, what a question! That's horrible, it's horrible. because there's so many. Like the heart is with Joel Ward, you know. But can we share him? you have to say Ward but I don't mean it (laughs) Um, I don't see I don't have a problem with Hughes I would keep Hughes out of that lot for longevity speaking yeah I think that's fair I I was leaning towards Ayu just because I think he's reliable I I, I, I love Ayu I'll be honest Um, I don't disagree with calls to drop him and stuff but overall I, I like Ayu but I think longevity speaking, I'd go for Hughes. Yeah. Because okay. let's not weaken our midfield anymore. <laughs> How do you think Hughes... Sorry, Jack, we'll come to you. How do you think Hughes no, did no, yesterday? Because no. yesterday was a bit of, a, bit of an audition for Hughes, wasn't it, in midfield? Yeah, I, I think it went pretty well. Given the first half, it was, it, it was obvious instantly that that was the difference that we needed to make. Um, you know, just bolster that midfield a bit, have an actual striker on the pitch, and surprise, surprise, you score a goal within 15 minutes. Um, it's just a shame we couldn't continue that trend, but I think it was instantly obvious that he made that that midfield made a bit of, made the difference. It's just where you fit them all in, because everyone wants everyone on the pitch. We, that might be another conversation when it comes to like Eze and Elise. But um, yeah, he does yeah. he does seem to though be going with that more. It's just the second or third game in a row that he has gone with someone alongside Decore rather than two in front. So he seems yeah. to be more wedded to that, which is great. That is definitely improvement. Um, but anyway, Jack, sorry. There's so many questions to put to you now. So, lo- are loan signings enough? And then who would you keep out of that list of those players? Um, depend- I mean, yeah, the answer is depends <coughs> who those loan signings are. If it's, let's talk about Danny Ings, who was linked overnight. If Danny Ings comes in, if, yes, it's, it's a good signing, but is it going to answer the questions in midfield? Probably not. So, I, 
I don't know. I mean, we we come back to Connor every time because of how well that loan signing worked. But you know, Chelsea just been knocked out of the cup. He might consider his options limited. Might be asking for a move, but I doubt it. He's Chelsea through and through, and he'll probably want to stay until he's told he's not welcome anymore. Um, so that you know, then you're looking elsewhere for Premier League loans or loans from the continent. There must be options out there. There have to be options out there because clubs will be looking to move certain players on in order to make recruitments themselves. And I think Ings is a, a prime example of that. It's no surprise that he's been linked with a number of Premier League clubs. I think I've seen him linked with Wolves, Everton, and now us. It's probably because Unai Emery wants to get his own guy up top yeah. and wants, probably wants to get Danny Ings off, off the off the wages. But um, yeah, if the, if the loan signings are worth it, then yes, they can obviously work. But it's, it's, it's more about the quality, but as, as Amy makes the point, then you're probably paying over the odds. And the worst form that we're in, that probably adds money every time we go calling to a club because you just look that slightly more desperate. Whereas probably, well, name check them again, Brighton and Brentford could probably go to the club and they probably don't need to pay that extra, whatever it might be. But um, yeah, I, I, I think by the sound of the clubs um, it, and the, the powers that be, it sounds like loan signings will be what we're looking at. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if some money is spent because I think there are such obvious gaps for, for money to be spent in. Yeah, well, let's hope so. I made a note as well, Des- I think you said it, Amy, Desperation Window. Sort of sounds like an album from Travis in the mid-90s, which I probably would have bought. But that ma- it's also in contenders for this week. Got a lot of good names for the pod this week. Um, really quickly, I saw one question... Oh, I've lost it. Sorry, whoever that was. Next week, maybe. Um, let's move on to part three. Sorry, please, please, so please keep please keep sending your good questions in for Jim to not Miss. find them, please. I'm just scrolling. Honestly, I'm scrolling and scrolling. I'm really intrigued now what the question was. It find was it. We've got a time. You can edit it. You can edit it together. Find it. it. Something. Oh, I found it. I found it. No, we'll leave this. People love the behind-the-scenes nonsense. Um, uh, it's from Jerome Gavin. Hello, hey, Jerome. Um, Jerome's the person who said he can't listen this week. He said he can't stomach Another it. person so who's going to get airtime and won't so hear I, it. Don't want to hear it. Um, but also, in case I do, which, in case I do, <laughs> I How desperate has <laughs> week got to get to listen to it? <laughs> He's really dangling it out for us. Keep us posted, Jerome. How yeah. bad did your week get that you felt, okay, I need to listen about the Southampton game? Yeah. Um, in case I do, which one player from a past squad do we need in this team and why is it Kabai? I was only going to say we did this from past episode, didn't we, Jack? So I was going to try and reference that. I can't Not remember which too. one it was, but we did do it in the past episode. We, we talked about, like, yeah, who would you say? I mean, I think it's a leader. I think you're talking to Jeff Thomas's. I love pluralising players. <laughs> love such, it. such a cliche, isn't it? You're talking, you are talking, I've got to full Paul Merson right now. You're sure. talking, you're talking, you're Jeff Thomas's, you Milo Jedinak. That's what you're talking about. Although Paul Merson would stumble over Jedinak a bit more. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and Milo. But that's who you're talking about. Or you, t- you know, he gets a lot of heat on this podcast a lot from me, but you're talking about the impact that Luca made when he first signed. You're talking about that type of straight in the team and you're improving us from the first, first appearance. That's, that's really what you're looking at. So the Kabai shout's a great one, but yeah, I'm probably thinking more of a melee just to go and yeah. kick some people. Yeah. Kabai, show the other, I, I, show the other players that you're allowed to go and kick someone and pick yeah. up, pick up eight fouls without a yellow card, that type of magic. You know, I'll go Although 2017 Luca is a good shout. Amy, here, any, I'm sorry to sort of throw this one at you, but um, I think midfield, I think that's why Jerome has did this, because Kabai would slot in perfectly alongside Takore. Yeah. Yeah, he's exactly what's missing, isn't it? So it's hard to say anyone else, to be completely honest. But I would have gone down the Yedinak route had Jack not said it already. Um, or even someone like Sacco. I know that he came in and gave us a bit of an instant impact, didn't he? Mm. And he was solid on his day. And it, like you said, it's just someone with a bit of it's grit, isn't it, at the moment? Someone to take something at the scruff of the neck, 
because I feel like Zaha is the only one at the moment who um, has that in him. Do you know what? It really shows a lot about the sort of fan I am. When you said Saka, I thought of Bakary. And I was like, I oh, okay, that. yeah, off the bench. Okay. I realised you mean Mamadou, not Mama. Bakary. Yeah. Oh, I, loved, I did love Bakary Saka. It was just Our record signing, mad. JD. Not the bloke that we got on a free twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, we'll have a little Good break question, while, I, while I think about Bakary Saka. Now I'm and... dreaming about Yoan Kabai and Chet Decora in the same team. And now we're oh, imagine in that. that dream. We're in the Champions League. Imagine that. Oh, that would be fantastic. What a um, pair. Well, Jack, you can think about that during the break. And when we come back, it's time for Winners and Losers. My brother-in-law died suddenly. And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome back to the Podcast. Wee. Sponsored by Eternity Home Finance, who are currently helping their customers keep their mortgages as cheap as possible in light of rising interest rates for a free consultation. Email info at eternityhomefinance.com and quote the code FYP. Right, winners and losers are the patron-only section, so if you're listening on the public feed, I'm sorry you won't hear it, but you can, for as little as £2.50 a month, I think it is, um, sign up and you get winners and losers every week, as well as post-match pods after every game. So if you are listening on the public feed, you'll now hear a clip from, I guess, both post-match pods over the week as a little teaser of what you can get if you sign up at patreon.com slash podcast. But let's make the split now. I, I, I feel kind of the opposite. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like this was a performance where, again, we, we failed to take the initiative in the first 20 minutes, half an hour, against the Spurs side that have looked a little bit indifferent in, in, in early, early exchanges against opponents. And, and I understand that maybe that Spurs performance in the first 30 minutes was a re- response to what they've been going through. But we really didn't, make, we didn't put them under any kind of pressure. And then, I, I, again, I tweeted out for, uh, for the Bournemouth game that, you know, insanity is, is playing... Jeffrey Schlupp in mid- central midfield and expecting different results every time. And again, today, that I, don't, I just don't... I understand that there aren't many options, but bringing on Will Hughes with, with, at 4-0 down is like this kind of cursory, kind of charitable gesture. Just, yeah. it just, it just, it's a bit of an insult, really, in the scheme of things, because I don't think Will Hughes is that bad a midfielder, and he certainly couldn't play as badly as Schlupp did in the first, first half and in the second half. I think to, you're right. I think part of the problem was... I think in the first few minutes it was obvious Spurs are targeting that left-hand side of ours, Joel Ward. And there was a couple of things when my issue really was, even when we were playing well in that first half, 
there was no reaction to it. He didn't switch back to 4-3-3, which would allow Schlupp to play a little bit closer to the left. He didn't swap Ayu and Wilf, let Ayu help cover Ward. <laughs> Sorry. So, I think there's a shortcoming in the squad, and it got made worse by the fact that there was tactical shortcomings on top of that. It did, it did feel that way. And, and to me, I think that JD talked about not creating enough chances or not really threatening. That's tactical as well. That's a, that's a tactical issue. The fact that we're not actually taking... We, we're not creating chances in open play that often is a, is a tactical I think, problem. I think we did create today, and there was a really good chance Wolf created that I should have scored from. We, we forced quite a lot of corners. I think we did create chances. They weren't clear-cut. I think part of the problem is, like we said, I think there's a big hole in that midfield, which actually holds a lot of the players back. And... Yeah, I think we've got to, got to address that in this window. We've got to buy that central midfielder. And, I mean, maybe it's too greedy to ask for a bit of a backup left-back as well. But I think definitely central midfielder and hopefully a forward because that is where we're lacking. I think we're, again, the, the stat, 20th for, for distance covered this season so far in terms of kilometres, I believe. And, and that's it's, it's not a good sign. It, it suggests that there's an element of... We're just, we're just not as intent or, or as intense, really. And that, that, that showed today as well, didn't it? In terms of signings, what do you think? What, like, Palace need, what, a midfielder and maybe a fullback, a striker maybe, or an attacking player? I think I saw some facts somewhere that Palace have signed a striker nearly every January window recently. Yeah. But I think our most glaring holes right now, even though we're struggling to score in the past two matches for the most part, a, a left-back... And another midfielder or two, I think, could really help. Uh, I'm not so worried about Decore getting a break with, with what JD mentioned. It has been three matches in eight days. You know, these, these, these men are only human, and I don't question his work ethic. If we're 20th on running distance, it's not because of Czech Decore taking it easy, but he can't do it as a one-man show. And, you know, Palace, it being a January window... Most likely, any movement is going to happen in the last week. I think this is the first season in at least a decade where we haven't signed a loan player. Not that we should overly rely on loan players, but you know that's, that's an option, and we can take up the two. The fact that we haven't even executed one is, is surprising to me and could have papered over one of these deficiencies. <laughs> That's our winners and losers. Uh, if you want to hear those, then join our patron, patreon.com slash FYP podcast. And if you enjoyed the post-match pod, well, they're available after every game. Uh, right, quick break when we come back previewing. Oh, no, Chelsea away. Una de las especies más peculiares del mundo latino es el Padreus Protectorus, que vive colgado encima de sus hijos como un koala. Vamos contigo por si le pasa algo a tu auto. Mamá, voy a estar bien. Pero este instinto sobreprotector se está extinguiendo, porque State Farm está ahí las 24 horas y los necesitas. Así que los padres finalmente están soltando a sus hijos a la naturaleza. Nos mandas fotos. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Llama para obtener una cotización hoy.
Welcome back to the Coffee Fan Podcast. Hello. I like this hello. hello. Very, very polite. We've done (laughs) wait. I I can't even remember why we did wait. We've done it for so long. But maybe it's time for a hello. Maybe we'll try it next week. We'll try some hellos. Um, It's a new year. It's a new year. It's 2023. It's the year of the new FYP welcome. Anyway, we're sponsored by Eternity Home Finance, who are currently helping their customers keep their mortgages as cheap as possible in light of rising interest rates. For a free consultation, email info at eternityhomefinance.com and quote the code FYP. Right, preview time. Uh, Chelsea away. To be fair, Amy, and maybe maybe this is trying to be positive, clutching at stores, they're not in a good place at the moment, Chelsea. And there'll be Chelsea podcasts at the moment saying what the hell is going on and talking about the manager and Probably not the R word, but they'll be definitely being frustrated. We should, we should good... ask Dom. We should, we should, we should ask Dom. <laughs> we should have got Dom on. <laughs> Poor old Dom. He's not even here when he gets to Chelsea. Sorry, back, Dom. So. Love you, Dom. Um, Love you. Uh, is this a good time to play them? Or, you know, I feel like I record there's not good recently. It's an absolutely awful time to play them. That's my opinion. <laughs> I, we, I know, I think every fan base says it, but I, I feel like we need to get the stats out here. If we go to a team who are out of form, the chances are they are going to find it. Let's be brutally yeah. honest. I say Hume, it all the Hume time. Son, I would... the goal. Absolutely. Conor Gallagher's only Chelsea goal. It was a chance to talk about Gallagher again, at least. Yeah, we haven't spoken about him for a uh, while. We haven't spoken to him for about Chelsea 25 game. seconds. Yeah. Um, no, I know that's a very pessimistic thing to say, but it just feels like the trend and I can't shake it. Cannot shake it. Everyone's questioning Potter. They've, you know, they've had a bad defeat tonight. It's just written for them to turn up, isn't it? I, I, I hate saying it, but it's just the truth. I, um, I think we're but, their last, we're their last win, aren't we? In the league, like eight games ago, oh, so no, it would be. Of course. I think so. Of course. I think so. They do a win. I, it was like, and it's funny because, as you say, you said they'll be on their podcasts dreading, dreading the game, like like Spurs were. Spurs fans were so adamant. There was so me and me and my other half had a bet over a takeaway. We were like arguing about who was worse. It's like, no, we're gonna lose. No, we're gonna lose. I was like, whoever loses, whoever wins has to buy the next takeaway. So at least I got a takeaway out of it. But um yeah. Um in theory it's a good time to play them, but we're Crystal Palace. Beautifully put. It is quite nice, it is quite reassuring that fans of all clubs think their team is shit. And, and that is quite nice actually, in, in a way. We don't really have, I can't really relate to like top six fans. So it is quite nice that in a way we all think our team screws up. And that, that's the one common denominator we have as fans. I actually seek that out sometimes on Twitter to make myself feel better. I'll go to like someone else's hashtag just to see the meltdown because they're everywhere. Unless you're a flipping Brighton fan at the moment, I think everyone's depressed. So <laughs> it kind of helps. That's a good, there you go. Some good insight, guys. If anyone is struggling at the moment with Palace, good little tip. Everyone there is. Work. Jack, yeah. you're not quite right. Thankfully, they have won a few games. They're, oh, okay. They are on a run. They beat Bournemouth on the 27th of uh-huh. December. But other than that, they have lost one, two, three, four, five, six of their last nine. Oh, um, I must have misheard on the. I, I, I thought it was. That after they, they beat got us, but that, that did feel a very long better. time okay. ago. Yeah, after they beat feel... us, it was first of October. They beat us, so it was a while ago. They did then win another four uh, against. They beat Milan, Wolves, Milan again, and Villa. So, but since. Okay. Middle of October, they have they have struggled. Does that okay. change your opinion? Uh, no, I, I think he'll need a response, Potter. I think it, very unfairly, but given the, the size of the task at hand there, um, I think he's under immense pressure already. And 
the new ownerships are probably even as perhaps even more nervous than Potter is himself about the status of his job because the last thing they'll want to do is look for another manager given how much they spent on getting him out of Brighton and his coaching staff. Um, it's just making Brighton better, isn't it? It's just giving them an absolute oh, fortune no. for that to fall on their face. <laughs> but uh, I think he'll need a, he'll need a performance. So if they don't perform against us, he is bang in trouble. Um, but that could kind of also represent itself in a very nervous performance by Chelsea. Um, I've just watched them against City for the second half and they, they are impacted by injuries at the moment, but they've spent so much money on players that just aren't doing anything for them at the moment. You know, they, they only six months ago, they spent £35 million on Koulibaly and he looks like a Sunday league player right now. So he'll look like a, a Rolls Royce as defenders do next week against us. But I'm expecting a, a, a kind of performance from them. So next week is very much two teams needing a performance, two managers needing a performance out of their players. Um, so could either result in a really good open game or quite a tense, nervous one. I suspect probably the latter. But um, yeah, uh, we there you go. Name check for Amy too. But, yeah, I, I, I just don't know what to expect from this Chelsea team. But I don't know. With with it getting closer, let's give them one final mention. Could we get to the end of this Premier League season with Conor Gallagher's only two goals for Chelsea this season oh, coming no. in the two matches against Crystal Palace? Well, I'd about putting the put your, money on put it your now. bets on it. Put your well, bets on it. Well, I guys. think that's quite positive because he's only going to score one against us on Sunday. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, or he's already scored. His only goal this season was at Selhurst. Who knows? But yeah, it's uh, it's a weird one, Chelsea. But yeah, I'm going. Uh, the only thing, <laughs> as my cousin left to kind of beat the traffic with about a minute's time of injury time on uh, on Sunday, um, we're going together. I did say, can you try and make a plan for Sunday so the game's not the only thing we're doing? So hopefully we'll do a few decent pubs as well. So <laughs> make the day worth it. More good, in- more good advice for Palace fans there. Don't make, make a day your day all about Palace. Hey, but you should, never let, you should never let uh, the football ruin a good day out. So, yeah, if, you, if you're making plans to go on, to, on Sunday, uh, maybe have something good to do afterwards. Maybe a nice walk to the ground or something. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, go and visit some sort of touristy <laughs> bit around. Yeah, it's not too far from Kensington. Lovely museums. There you, you go. Know. Great. Just a bunch of Palace fans walking through <laughs> the Natural History Museum <laughs> about 11 o'clock on Sunday. Look at the hate in life. Good. I think we can wrap up the pod there. Guys, absolute pleasure to have you on. Amy, thanks to, for being on and uh, we'll see you again soon, hopefully. Yeah, thank you for having me back. No problem. When are we next playing Tottenham, actually? Let me have a look at this. <laughs> no, I'm, only, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, yeah, great to have you on. And Jack, good to have you on and um, good enjoy Sunday, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, you're trying to get in and buy hook or crook, aren't you? So, you yeah. know, maybe we'll see you trying to maybe sneak I in. Maybe I shouldn't, mate. My record is so bad at the season. Well, listeners, it's yeah, time away. we we do need to yeah stay away. <laughs> yeah, let's li- test this. Yeah, we <laughs> do need to test it. Maybe I should. Have you I'm got not... any? Have you got any scheduled clashes? Like, when's the next game? You know, you can't make it, or is your calendar? Can you book some more gigs it's far pretty... away, please? I'd love to. <laughs> Can you tell my agent that, please? Sorry, I'm reading an email from your agent. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm literally getting Twitter DMs at the moment and Instagram DMs saying, "Please stay away from Palace." So. Maybe I should listen to that. Yeah, maybe I'll stay away. And if we win, then I'll never Agents, come back. If, if, if somebody wants to start a crowdfunder to refund JD the remainder of his season to give value, I think that's a great social experiment. Yeah, <laughs> we might have to. We just meet, have us to. In, meet us in Yeha Noha before the game. Just sit in there, yeah. do some personal admin, and we'll see you there afterwards. Yeah, I can, I can still have the experience of seeing you guys. And yeah, then it's the best part. And then not have to go to the game. It's yeah. the best part. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. Imagine Vieira just putting that on the board before kickoff. Be like, <laughs> he's not here, he's guys. Not here. He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, your record going going into the second half of the season, 
stinks. It's it's appalling. Yeah. One. So if we do get relegated, it's your fault. Yeah. Is that right? Vieira yeah. doesn't deserve the sack. And then if you, you carry do. on, if you I carry don't. on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah, <laughs> Rob Sutherland for midweek pod host. <laughs> yeah. My God, it might have to be. Do you know what? I'm so committed to this club. I will do whatever it takes. So if if never going again. Is what it takes. Oh, I will do it. I mean, you you did you did switch your second half drink yesterday, didn't you, or something? Yeah, it was it was before the game. Oh, right. I mean, that's even more commitment. At half so. time, I was. Oh no, not half time. But early at half an hour in, I was thinking, here we go, Fanta all the way. But no, that's off the list now as well. Right. So it looks like it's right. hot chocolate or bothril. Absinthe. So. Someone get some absinthe <laughs> in the ground for it. <laughs> Pal- <laughs> Palace starts selling really strong. Yeah, tequila. If I could do some tequila in the main stand. That'd be uh, that'd be great. Anyway. If, if you haven't turned off by this point, yeah, fair sorry, play to you. Sorry. <laughs> thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our patrons, of course, for their support. Um, and thank you to our listeners. Thank you for your questions. Loads of them this week. Sorry we could get through all of them, but appreciate it. And we'll be back next week uh, with more uh, from that Chelsea game and maybe the May night game. We'll see. But anyway, keep an eye out for that. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week if you can. And we'll see you again very soon. Goodbye. <laughs>